Hey, everybody. Welcome into Domesticated Gamblers. Three dads with our favorite picks of the day. Coming to you each and every weekday here on YouTube. It is February 9th, 2023. I'm Eric, and there is Sean, and there is Tito. Do us a favor and hit that like button and subscribe to our YouTube channel. That's a real easy way to help out the show. We can chat with you in the comments on our videos, so feel free to get involved with the show there and hit that notification bell, too, so you can get our videos as soon as we drop them. You can also follow us on Twitter at Gambling Dads. Uh, Tito, how you feeling today, my friend? I know Bobby Huggins came through for the show last night, so it was a winning night for you. Uh, so have you calmed down a bit, or are you still fired up from yesterday? Oh, man, I'm still fired up. I got hot takes galore over here. Tito time is back on track, baby. Bobby Huggins, the Mountaineers, came through for me last night. Everyone loves it. I was a three-star play that I cast. I don't care about the other play that I lost. That was only a one or two-star. So guess what? Tito's still in the green, baby. We're still leaning. People are jacked up. Get back on the Tito train. I got about 15 prop plays for the Super Bowl today. I got college basketball action. Everyone's going to want to jump on later on today. I got basketball practice with, with this guy's younger son. I'm going to be making him win, run wind sprints all over the court and everything. I will tell you last night, Tito, had a fantastic evening. Man, it was a lot of fun seeing, seeing the different parents at the SCA meeting. Yeah, sure. Did Tito want to go there and listen to all this stuff? No, but the dress down pass came through for Tito. Tito loves it. Tito's kids are happy, so Tito's happy, but I'm still fired up. I got some hot NBA takes that we could talk about. There's St. Louis Blues breaking news that we can discuss. Man, Tito is not going to be short for words and for some hot, stinky toilet takes, baby. So make sure, like, subscribe, leave a review on our page. I don't care. Do it all, baby. I'd say right now you're you're fired up, but you're not angry. I think that's an improvement from yesterday, so, so I like to see that. Sean, what is your mood like today? Are, are, do you have your zen about you, or, or how are you feeling? Yeah, I'm always feeling pretty good. I, I think I was plus 280 last night, or maybe more. I don't know. Shit. I think, I think 380. I have to go back and Ooh, check. Maybe. Nice, nice night for you. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, so I got plus 300 on Tito, so I'm closing that gap on him. Um I had a good day. I heard a story today, if you guys got a moment for a little story time. Um, one of the most famous gamblers of all time, Jimmy the Greek. Does anyone know of him? Yep. Oh, yeah. So this is a very interesting story of how he got his capital to go to Vegas and become a gambler. So there was a, uh, when he was a younger kid, about 18, his mother told him that women didn't like men with mustaches. So in the presidential election, you had Eisenhower and you had Dewey. So Dewey had a mustache. So Jimmy the Greek, he gets four girls to go to all these grocery stores and they start pulling all these women. Do you like men with mustaches? So it was unanimously, no, 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 no. So he puts $10,000 on Eisenhower to win the presidency and that's how he gets his bankroll. Wow. 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 Yeah. Uh, Credit to uh, Visa Network. Uh, I listened to that today. That little story on uh, Super Bowl roll. I mean, on media, media, yeah. media roll. Uh, so um, interesting there. Um, you know, I, little tie, little tie into uh, Jimmy the Greek. There, I watched. To, um, Jimmy the Greek had an ESPN Thirty for Thirty, if I'm not mistaken, and one of the highlights of that was Sonny Vaccaro, um, who was a Nike executive and kind of did a lot of things with college basketball and Nike and Jordan and everything. 
I saw uh, I saw something today. I, I, I guess uh, it's like an, either an Amazon or it's a movie that's going to be coming out later on this this year with Ben Affleck and Matt Damon and um, called Air, which I guess is the founding of Nike and when they when they recruited Jordan and how they um, how they got him to sign with Nike. So I saw the uh, I saw that preview, man, no more than maybe 45 minutes ago. And I'm really looking forward to it. So it's funny you bring up Jimmy the Greek in this context. Then we got the Super Bowl and Media Row and all those guys. Maybe one day the three of us will be on Media Row, baby. We'll be talking about Pop Bench. We're going to be talking about Super Bowl. Oh, it's going to be great. I have zero interest in going to Media Row at the Super Bowl. You want to see a bunch of tough and cool guys that want to act like they're super important? That's where you go. Uh, it sounds like a perfect place for Tito to go next year with his hot toilet takes, Daddy. I tell you what, if we ever make it, Tito can go down there while me and Eric enjoy the scenery and go do some golfing. I like that. Kudos, absolutely. Great call out there. You can sit the there by himself anyway. just give Tito me the loves the taste. attention anyway. He can handle all the attention. That's he right, Daddy. Right. can talk to all the celebrities. Uh, so I, just, I found that very interesting as a gambler. This is, uh, you know, this guy put $10,000 on the line, and uh, that's just crazy. That's unbelievable. I mean, that's a, that's a good story related to, uh, you know, asking the female demographic what, uh, you know, what they like in a mustache or not. But I, I would tend to think that Eisenhower got the ladies because of kind of being the man's man and going into World War II and kind of defeating Nazis and all that fun stuff. But a little good play the little nugget of why they uh, why they well, enjoyed i i think that the story was that that's what put him over the edge to make the bet that's what his lean was that's that's what you you know that's what you do when you're sharp that's pretty that's a great story tito you mentioned that the movie with uh about nike i haven't heard of that yet that's going to be awesome another one coming out soon we're less than a month away now march 3rd day before my birthday creed 3. i know oh come on man those creed movies are incredible the second one was terrible. God, uh, man, that was enough enough. Well, I'd say it was a bit of a letdown with the, the whole Drago thing for Creed 2. I was like, oh, my God, it's going to be the greatest thing ever. And there probably was no way it was going to meet expectations. But I'm all about it. I'm off work that day. Tito, that's the day we go to the Valley. We always do Arch Madness on that Friday and go to the day games. So I might uh, – hopefully they got like a little morning special of Creed 3. I might have to go uh, go check that out before. But, yeah, with our, our sports movies talk – Yesterday, I guess we were talking about baseball, but uh, thinking of sports movies, my God, like the all the Rocky movies and the Creed movies. Like my oh, sister was, my sister said she, she became a personal trainer because of the training montage in Rocky Four, <laughs> which is just incredible when he's climbing the mountain with his bare hands. God, Rocky Four is just so so good. Uh, you know, a, do, a, a genre for sports movies that I absolutely love is hockey. I mean, hockey has is not is not short. I mean, I love all sports movies. We we discussed that yesterday. And baseball is probably top notch, but hockey, man, there's some really classic hockey movies. Whether it's the first Mighty Duck movie, or you got, you know, um, you know, Miracle, Miracle, which is a huge one for me. Mystery Alaska is a totally underrated film that not enough people know about. Flap Shot's a classic. I mean, there's a lot of really good hockey movies out there too. What was it? Stifler. What what movie was he in? The Goon. The Goon. That's another good one too. Yeah, real good hockey movie. Oh, I haven't seen that one. I'm gonna have to check that out. Uh, oh, yeah, the goon's great. Man, all right, all right. I'm gonna definitely look that one up. Uh, want to hit a few quick things before we get to our question of the day and our Super Bowl breakdown. We're we're on a little bit early today, so we might go a little bit long. We'll see. 
But one thing I've been watching a lot of college basketball lately, uh, the last two nights in particular, this block charge thing with the zebras is out of control, man. Like it is so bad. These guys just cannot wait to do this and send them down the floor. And I remember it was at the beginning of the season. I noticed it. <laughs> noticed this watching the uh, the Billikens. Do it again. Do it again. <laughs> the Billikens and Tigers watched them early in the season. They had a flop rule that they were enforcing. They, I think there's a delay in my screen, so I've seen you guys make some really weird, weird movements. But early in the season, they were enforcing a flop rule where if you flopped, it was an immediate technical foul, no warning. They would give the team, uh, the the opposing team, one foul shot, and they would, you know, and then they would get the ball back. And I'm like, my God, this is great. We're finally going to get rid of these stupid charge calls and these stupid flops. And I saw that for maybe the first couple weeks of the season, and now it's completely gone away. I haven't seen a flop a call in months now. There there were some just games last night, just horrific calls where the guy's still sliding to the side where he gets plowed over. That's a block. And they keep calling it a charge. I might need to get the South City Zebra back on the show to discuss. It, it's part of the problem. It's, that's part of the problem, Eric. It's not that they're, the, the kids are flopping. It's the fact that these officials are so biased or so you know influenced by the crowd or by what's going on in the game itself that they can't wait to make the other the other call. They can't wait to show off their, their great moves. And the fact that we have officials – that have like catchphrases or have ways of like, you know, first down, like, you know, Ed Hockley, I'll never forget. He's all muscled up, tatted up. And every time he, he would hey, flex yeah. before he did the first down. He wasn't, you know, and, huh? he wasn't tatted up. Flexed up, mm-hmm. m- muscled up, whatever. Same thing. You know what I'm talking about. He's ripped to shreds or whatever. But you have guys in the NCAA in the basketball, they can't wait to blow the whistle. He was a and then they, you know, they do that. It's it's terrible. The Jerry Pollards of the world are exactly what's ruining the game itself when it comes to officials and not having the same type of officials that we had back in the early eighties, late night, you know, early nineties. It was you know what I think. I think officials should get on Twitter and talk about it. Hold <laughs> accountable. That wouldn't that be great? Yeah, I've made that call. What are you gonna do about it? Oh man, the fans would love that. Oh my god, that would be awesome. That would be great. Or to have the Gene Steratores of the world be like, "What a great call! Absolutely, get out there and make that call like that, Daddy." I want to see more enforcement of the of of the arm going that way. Absolutely. Boy, yeah. that's a great point, Tito, with the chirp, 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 chirp whistle when they do it real quick like that. You know he's about to give him one of these. That, that that drives me up the wall. There were some calls that went for me last night and some that went against me, but just in general, like just, just horrible. It's one, it's one of my least favorite things about watching basketball in general. Uh, a couple other quick sports news uh, topics I want to hit. Uh, KD, uh, in the middle of the night, traded to the Phoenix Suns. My sister moving down there a little over a year ago. She's all fired up with her boyfriend. Uh, Tito, do you have a reaction to, to that? Crazy? I mean, this guy's a complete fraud. I mean, what you guys talk about how LeBron would go to team to team to team to try to win championships. KD is the absolute worst at it. He leaves in the middle of the night after Brooklyn has, has already traded Kyrie. And the fact that he leaves Brooklyn the way that he has in the middle of the night under a hush of cover and acting like he's some sort of victim in all this crap related to, oh, well, they didn't really have anything left for me in Brooklyn. I want to go. I demanded a trade after only being there for a full year. 
don't worry, I blew all my knee the first year, so I didn't really play, but I still cast all these damn checks. And the fact that the Brooklyn owner is is is, is allowing this stuff, Joe Sy or whatever, I know he's worth like $88 billion, but come on, man, have some guts. Hold these players accountable. This guy, KD, he can't do anything on his own. He's weak. He's a complete buffoon. Yeah, is he one of the best scorers of all time? Absolutely. But this guy can be broken in half with a twig. I mean, what a joke. Have Barkley come out of retirement, hold him accountable, pound him around on the block. This guy would be begging for his mom, no doubt about it. What a fraud. Can't stand him. Not ever going to like him. He's a longhorn. He went to Seattle. He shipped that team down to Oklahoma City. It was his fault that the Seattle couldn't buy, couldn't build a, a new stadium. It was KD who ran that city, that team down to, down to Oklahoma City, and then he, and then he bolted there after not winning a championship when he had Harden and Westbrook, and then he went to Golden State, and yeah, sure, he, he couldn't beat them, so he had to join them, and then he goes to Brooklyn thinking that he could do it on his own. What a fraud! Couldn't do nothing in Brooklyn, right? Get out of here, Wolf. Didn't the Suns' ownership just take place yesterday, the new owner? Oh, yeah. I, I think that was very recent. So, yeah, where they, I think they I mean, this, this, this to me smells fishy the whole way here. Um, we get a brand-new owner. Here he comes with Durant, and that the same day. Uh, you know, this was like a – wasn't this a forced ownership deal, too? Um, it, yeah. this, this was a weird deal here. In the middle of the night, it happens. Something was up here. This This was already in the works. Yeah, for the last three days, it was talking about how KD wasn't going to demand a trade from the Nets. They, there's nothing they can do to get to move him out of there. Leaving the Nets would, or leaving the Nets would deplete that franchise and make that franchise be totally obsolete, which it is now. I mean, who do you have in Brooklyn? You got freaking this fraud of a guy. What's his name? Four first rounds. Well, you got four first rounds, but it's not until like five years from now in 2028. It doesn't even realize anything now. But who's the guy that is a fraud that? Simmons? Simmons. What a fraud of Simmons is. He's the face of the Brooklyn Nets. Really, NBA? That's who you want in your top market? You want Ben Simmons to be the face of the franchise? Man, NBA's in big trouble. What a wolf of a league. And to allow this to happen in the cover of darkness like this, again, fraud, Sean, you're 100% right. This smells totally wrong, totally fishy. There's a backdoor deal here, and Tito's going to find out. Well, it was a little bit after midnight last night when this news broke, and I was still awake because I was I was coming down off that that Utah State San Diego State game, which was an awesome game. But on my book, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna see real quick. Are the Suns still available to bet to win the NBA title? Indeed, they were. I got them at plus sixteen hundred. It was taken down a few minutes later, and I woke up this morning. It was at plus four fifty. That's what we call value. So I will be, I'll be joining my sister as a humongous Nets fan or a Suns fan down the stretch. Another big trade in the NHL today. You know, this one obviously of local importance, but this is making national headlines as well for the, for the big name involved. Number 91, Vladimir Tarasenko traded from the St. Louis Blues to the New York Rangers. There, there's the official trade. Um, the details I got from the Blues Twitter account. Uh, it's it's Vladdy and Nico Mikola to the Rangers. The Blues, in return, get a first-round pick, a fourth-round pick, some guy named Hunter Skinner, and Sammy Blay back in the fold. The Stanley Cup champion, Stanley Cup champion Sammy Blay back to the Blues. So, Sean, I'm going to start with you on this one. Uh, what's your reaction to the trade with 91 today? Uh, I remember when 91 was coming up, and this was going to be, you know, I, I, his first game, I think he scored two goals, maybe three. I, he was sniping, and 
But he never lived against up the to Red the Wings, hype. baby. Against the Red Wings, yeah. it was fantastic. But he never lived up to the hype. I, I don't believe he did. Um, you know, it, so so kind of like a TJ Oshie, a little better player than TJ Oshie, but just never really lived up to what what they said he was going to be. Uh, I, I mean, I'm glad he got a cup with us, but. Um, it's time for him to move on. This happened two years ago. I thought where they, you know, I know he sold his house for uh, personal reasons. I was there, um, all that, but, um, yeah, you know, he wanted to get out of here. Good riddance. See ya. Thanks for the cup. Um, I, I won't miss him. I mean, to say the fact that he's not, that, that he, that we, he, we got him a cup is ridiculous, right? I mean, he's not anywhere close to being what TJ Oshie was. He's 10 times better than TJ Oshie. He delivered a cup. To St. Louis. I he mean, didn't deliver it. He fuck. What are you talking about? He didn't deliver it. He was awesome the entire playoffs. He was awesome the entire playoffs. Sure, afterwards he was hurt. He was. He was. Bennington delivered that cup, son. Yeah, Bennington helped, but Tarasenko had a great playoff that season. Don't get that wrong. Don't ever mistake that, Daddy. And but yeah, had the best playoff. Tarasenko, complete fraud. Love the fact that that they were able to get a first round pick. I hate the fact that Mikolo's gone. That was a cheap guy. That was a guy that's a heavy player. He likes to get into the dirty areas. You know, that's why I love Blake coming back. Femi Blay, he's a prototypical cheap player. I don't know anything about this other Hunter Skinner guy. I heard he's heavy-handed. He likes to play with uh, some gumption and one-two. Uh, I don't like the fact that we have to retain 50% of Tarasenko's salary. I mean, we were, we were paying that guy like $90 million a year. What the hell is Stillman doing having to pay half of that? I mean, what a whoop of a contract that is. But I guess the, as long as you got some draft picks and a first-round pick, and it's not five years from now either, Sean. It's next year. What a great play. We're going to get the number one pick. We're going to have this pick from the, the Rangers. And, yeah, we get, we gave up Mikula. But um, maybe we'll get him back in a couple of years after we after we got rid of Blay for uh, Buchnevich. And so that worked out pretty good. Now we got Blay back, baby. Now you can kind of read between the lines when you see that we're eating half of that contract that he wanted out of here. Um, that's where I, that's what I read on that. Yeah, and he's wanted out of here for a couple of years now, and I just I think it is the right move for the Blues to sell. My, my take on this, and just looking at it back at his playoff stats, twenty nineteen, he had ten goals in that run. Blues played twenty six games in the playoffs. He had ten goals and six assists. I remember one of my favorite memories, Sean. We were watching this game at your house. It was Game Five against the Sharks. And we were in the Western Conference Finals, tied 2-2. We were outside on your deck, and we had the TV out there. And that was the game we we just beat the hell out of them. And uh, Vladdy got a penalty shot in that game. Do you remember yeah. that? Yeah, and he I came do. down, like, on the near side board to just ripped a, uh, a wrister uh, up top. And um, I remember that was that was a great, great goal. He had, he had some – all those snipes that he would do from the face-off dot, you know, on a power play. A lot of good memories. I do think – and maybe you guys will disagree with this. I do think this has a little bit of a, a, a tragic element to it because I think if he could have remained happy here, the shoulder could remain, you know, solid. I think he could have been one of those guys that has his numbers up in the rafters. I mean, he's been here 11 years. He has 262 career goals, 553 career points, obviously Stanley Cup winner. And he had a stretch from 2015 through 2022, just last season. He had at least 33 goals every season except for two of them and, and the two that he didn't, he was, he was badly hurt for, for most of the season. So um, I, I think he could have been one of those guys that 
you would see up in the rafters. Am I crazy to think that, or, or do you guys? No, just... no. I mean, that's a great take. Absolutely, the injury bug hit him, though. I mean, that's that's what cost him is the jersey retirement. You know, him bringing the you know help bring the Stanley Cup to St. Louis is is something that's always going to be on his legacy. The fact that he was this elite scorer, this elite sniper for so many years, but a couple of years where he was just hurt. Um, you know, that's that's what's that's what's going to cost him. I don't really necessarily think it's some sort of tragic play. I think it's more along the lines of he got kind of beat up. He's older now. He didn't like the fact that he didn't get to see a couple of years ago. I'm sure that rubbed him the wrong way, which makes sense. But you know, in the grand scheme of things, listen, we gave him everything we 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 gave him everything we could, right? We signed him to a seven-year max deal back when we re-signed him. You know, we you know he performed to his best ability, got a Stanley Cup, and so. I don't think there's any sort of tragic element. He wanted to get out of here. Fine. Go to a playoff contender, go to a team that can, you know, has Stanley cup aspirations and see if you can win another one. And it's not in the same league. So, you know, it's not like it's going to be, he's going to be you know, hurting the blues you know, down the run or even next year down the road. I think you're right too. And he didn't get the C that that was a turning point for him. And obviously it was the right move, you know, O'Reilly, you know, being con Smythe winner and, and all that. And just, just yeah. the way he conducts himself. Um, Tarasenko, he's got a little bit of diva to him, but I just, I, again, I, we talk about sports and the memories that you have and the connections you feel with your friends and your family because of it. And you just have a lot of good memories with 91 and, and I'm going to miss him. I, certainly. I mean, it's definitely the right move to move on, move on from him. Um, but I just wish it could have turned out differently. I'll say this about 91 in the playoffs before 19, there was a lot of disappointment from him, a lot of non-hustle. And as fans, you guys know what I'm talking about. It was a lot of us griping about him. He really didn't – he wasn't Charlie Hustle out there in the playoffs, and he really disappointed a lot of those years. So, in 19, he got his. But um, overall, like I said, I don't think he ever lived up to the hype. I mean, yeah, I, 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 maybe maybe you're right on that, Sean. Maybe he didn't live up to the hype. He got injured, you know, fairly too often, didn't score as much as we would have liked. You know, thinking, you know, 30-goal scorer, which is pretty, pretty, pretty damn impressive, but – that 40 or 50 goal season kind of has always eluded them, which we were kind of anticipating because of having Brett Hall here for so many years. Um, but, you know, to, to Tarasenko's point, you know, this was the last year of his contract. The Blues got a, they did get a pretty big haul for him and Mikola, which is, I think that's great news as Blues fans. And don't forget, Tarasenko demanded it out. He, want, he requested a trade, not this past summer, the summer before. And he played all last season. And he was a contributing member of the team. I mean, Eric, how many goals did he score last year? I mean, he, he was he was a yeah. horse, and he last, wasn't a cheap he wasn't so, a cheap guy. He wasn't a cheap guy at all. He, I'm sorry for interrupting. We keep on interrupting ourselves, but that's okay. Um, he wasn't this guy that was this heavy forward or got into the monkey areas. He was a sniper, but he he tried. To, he 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 did play. It wasn't like he just gave up last year and held out or. Acted like his shoulder hurt or had a broken, you know, fingernail like JD Dew did back in the late '90s. So I mean, to that point, you know, commend the guy for sticking it out and still playing and playing with his contract and being the right type of professional. But yeah, to your point, Sean, maybe he is a little bit of a letdown because of what we were anticipating him him thinking that we were going to get. Yeah, I enjoyed the J.D. Drew reference. Haven't thought of that guy in a long, long time. But, yeah, Tito, sorry for cutting you off. But, yeah, it was last year, 34 goals and 48 assists. That was a career high in points for him, 82 points in 75 games. 
for number 91 last year. So that was after he requested a trade. I mean, that's. And the fans embraced him. The fans embraced him. It's like, he's one of those few athletes that says I want out. And the fans just like loved him more. Cause like we wanted to convince him like, no, like stay here. We love you. You know, I thought that's another, just, you know, the cool thing about St. Louis is uh, the dynamics, the dynamics that we have there with our favorite athletes. So yeah, I wanted to hit on those today. Um, You know, those are some big trades in the sports world. Uh, especially here locally with with Tarasenko. Uh, before we do our Super Bowl breakdown, uh, I guess we should get to our question of the day. Uh, so, Sean, looks like you're working on some picks right now. Uh, but if you haven't prepared, uh, we could take your question of the day whenever you're ready, sir. This one's going to be a little bit different today. This one um, this comes from a question that FJ asked at dinner the other night. Um, so, would you rather cluck like a chicken when you talk or moo like a cow when you eat. Oh, total moo job for me, baby. When I eat, moo it up. Absolutely. Especially if it's Maybe. a good cheese. Especially if it's a good heaping cheeseburger or some frozen pizza. Man, I would absolutely love to be mooing all along. Instead of spitting my hot toilet takes and then having a I wouldn't like to do that. So I, I got too many hot takes to be clucking like a chicken. So Give me the moon all day long, especially when I'm eating a, a great frozen pizza. I, I agree. I, I think that that's that's the clear answer here. I know uh, we always enjoy in our house when we read Andy books and we do, a, you know, the cow comes, you, you do the moo. And it, if you ever really have seen a cow, they don't go moo. It's more. Ah. So Stacy does. <laughs> Stacy does an incredible moo. Uh, she's really talented when it comes to making animal noises. So she she gives a real good. Ah, I do I can't even give it justice. Yeah. But, uh, any 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 chance I get to hear hear a moo makes me think of my lovely wife and uh and give, gives me good feelings. Every time you hear a moo, you think of your wife. <laughs> Cut this out. We gotta edit this part out. <laughs> but no, that that's my answer. Sean, do you have an answer on this? Uh, yeah, I think I would cluck like a chicken when I talk. Of course you would with those chicken legs and that $700 haircut you have. You would I always would, cluck, I think baby. it would be hilarious to walk around. You know, I just think that would be pretty funny. Um, so I went a little bit different here today. Uh, SJ had asked me to throw something on the show for him, so I did. And so that's where a seven-year-old's brain is. That's what they're thinking about. Uh, nothing too serious. Tonight at practice, we're going to have all the boys moving, all the boys clucking after they went, they run wind sprints, Daddy, and we, we do a little bit of a give-and-go drill. Looking forward to doing that some later on tonight. I've been telling I, since week one about He's been telling me, and I finally, have, I finally adhere to the philosophy and the advice from one of the parents. And so, Sean, you ask and you shall receive tonight give-and-go drills all night long for basketball with the I second mean, uh, graders, Daddy. After that question, we did. Uh, he did ask, "Would you rather pee lava or poop a brick?" Oh, oh, oh. oh that's a tough one. <laughs> oh, no. oh, yeah, I'm in the tank on that one. I don't know, man. That's a. I went with as, as much toilet time I as as I use. Man, the peeing might be a little bit better for me, but man, who can you imagine that fire? Oh, or that brick? I, I think no. I, I think the lava is the answer just yeah. because like that's going to suck for the 30 seconds that it's happening. But then when it's over, I'm, I'm presuming your body temperature comes back to what it was. You <laughs> shit out a brick, man, you're feeling that for a week. That, yeah. that That's going to be a problem. Yeah, you're gonna be so that, that's my answer on that one. Yeah. Yeah. So we have some fun conversations like that. 
Would you rather? Would you rather the number one game at dinner that we talked about? Fantastic! What a what a great question. Both yeah, that's questions. Good uh, yeah, that's good. Good and good. Quick question of the day on a on a sports day uh, with a lot of news and a Super Bowl that we're ready to break down, boys. We got the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles going to be squared off on Sunday. You boys both have your picks in already on the side. You're on the Kansas City Chiefs on the money line. We do have some prop plays in already. I'm sure we'll be giving out more uh, here at the end of the show. But uh, I'm, I'm just going to lead this off real quick with a little stat uh, for Tito's favorite quarterback, Patrick Mahomes. Now, I know you're going to be very conflicted here Sunday, uh, Tito, because I know your, your hatred for Patrick Mahomes. You have a three-star play on the Chiefs' money line at plus 110. But here's something to give you a little bit of uh, solace here uh, as you you know try and calm your nerves before the game starts. Patrick Mahomes is 7-1-1 and against the spread as an underdog in his career. That's 87.5%. That is the best win percentage for a quarterback as an underdog since the merger. So that, that's a good way to get started on the Chiefs. Tito, you are the top dog uh, this month and overall. So I'm going to give you uh, a voice here. Do you want to receive or defer in terms of giving your take on your Super Bowl thoughts? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm receiving all day long. You guys are going to follow my lead. You guys always do follow my lead. Even if, I, even if my take is last, you guys still overcome over the top sometimes. So it's me all day long going first here. But, man, I'm not looking forward to this game at all. Philly is a complete fraud. I can't stand the coach, Sirianni or Sirachi. I didn't like him last year when I drafted Miles Sanders number eight overall, and he couldn't run the damn ball with them. And Hurts had an MVP type season where the tagger eliminated my ass in the playoffs last year. I can't stand this Sirachi guy. He didn't prove anything to me this season. Sure, I had Hurts on my fantasy team. And sure, he was awesome all year except for when he got hurt at the end of the season. 14 and 2 record. Everyone's on the Eagles bandwagon. Everyone loves the Eagles. Hurts hasn't played anybody, you know, and this Holmes fraud guy, God, I mean, I can't stand this guy either. He's walking around like nothing happened to his ankle three weeks ago. I mean, apparently it was broken. Now it's not. Now he's 150%. He's never felt better. This is a complete fraud job. He's looking for more sympathy. And I hate to say it, this guy is, everyone's going to be throwing hosannas at his feet after the performance he puts on the Eagles later on on Sunday night. I mean, this guy is going to is gonna solidify himself in, in many's eyes as the top quarterback of all time. And he's going to be, oh, Tom Brady just retired. Patrick Mahomes, two Super Bowls in the last four years and three Super Bowl appearances. And, oh, my goodness, it's now Patrick Mahomes' league. Get out of here with that nonsense bullshit. That's what Sean and Eric are both going to be spewing to you here in a little bit. It's a complete fraud take. It doesn't really mean anything, and God, I can't stand him. Doesn't mean anything that he beat Burrow to get here. You know, the Bills did make it. So, you know, the AFC has been loaded all year. The Chiefs made it out of the AFC, so they are the best team in the AFC. I think we do have the best teams left in football, but the NFC was not stacked this year. I mean, the Eagles, their best win of the year was against the Lions. I mean – Really? The Lions, right. Dan Campbell, it's a different team. The Lions are a little bit different, but yeah, the Lions, woof. Yeah, I mean, their schedule was pretty weak, but I get it. You know, players always say, well, you can't, you know, it's not up to you who you play, and I get that, but 
This game's going to be it's going to be interesting. If the Chiefs get up early, it's going to be hard for Hurts and that Deacon Dunk offense to get it going. Because um, you know, if it's fourteen nothing, I I just think the Chiefs are going to run away with this thing, and I could see the under hitting here. Um, but the Eagles have the best defensive line and offensive line in football, so they have the best overall team. I mean, I think if you put Mahomes on the Eagles, this is a minus six or seven point game, um, no doubt about it. Mahomes is the difference maker. He is the best player in football. He's going to win the MVP tonight. Um, the awards happen tonight. Uh, Tito can call him a fraud all he wants. This guy's unbelievable. Um, I don't like his antics either, Tito, but this guy's just unbelievable, man. The plays this guy makes, I think I think that under – is it 19 yards for the prop for Mahomes rushing? Um, I can see Mahomes beating that pretty easily. I, I think he's going to run a little bit. Because um, he's know, a fraud, he's not really hurt. That's exactly right. He's not. He, oh. Well, you can't fake. You can't fake an injury for three and a half quarters, and then finally decide I'm not injured no more. It's just too hard to fake things like that, Tito. Um, if you've ever played sports, you know you can't fake it. I played plenty of sports. I was in CYC up until through the eighth grade. I played plenty of sports. I know what maybe, I'm talking about. Maybe you were faking injuries, but no one else has ever faked an injury out there. You know me. I don't ever fake injuries. Backyard football, I'm never faking injuries. Backyard wrestling, I'm throwing you around. I never faked an injury once. Get out of here with this stuff. I remember some football, having my little brother do a little shake route on you and beating you over the top. When he was well, like sure, sure, that's that's true, hundred percent. I never said I was this great athletic guy, but I'm not faking injuries. I'm not saying, oh my hammy, oh, oh no, I'm still out there on the basketball court, still schooling these little kids. Sometimes, sometimes he plays that that injury. You know, look at me, I'm injured. Look at me, but this last time he didn't. Uh, you know, you can see the hit. It, it was pretty, gr- you know, gruesome. According to you, it was helmet to helmet too, and it wasn't. Woof. It was helmet to helmet. Um, Missed call by the Zebras. But um, I think this game is going to be a close game. I really do. I don't I, – Blowout city, baby. You know, Whoa. it could be a blowout. I mean, like, what was it, a couple years ago, McVeigh and Goff, they got in the Sear Bowl, and they weren't ready either. They got, you know, blown out. They Andy shouldn't Reed. have been there. They, they, they had home cooking from the Saints with that bogus pass interference call. This Sirachi is going to get dominated. He's going to have a Dick Vermeule as 81 season – well, he's going to get dominated in the Super Bowl, and Sirachi's probably going to go the next day and say, I can't handle this. Uh, I want to resign. Uh, I'm going to go to the He's not going to do that. But, you know, um, it's it's just going to come down to the game script. Who gets ahead, I think, in this game is so huge for the Eagles. If they get ahead and they can run the ball and run that option and dink and dunk and let their offensive line dominate and then let the defensive line get after Mahomes, it's going to be a great game, uh, but if the Chiefs get ahead early and they run away with this thing and it's 14 nothing, I could see Hurts shit in the bed again, just like he did when he was uh, in Alabama and they had to bring two in. So, I, I don't know. Uh, it's, I'm, I'm just very interested to watch it. In the first quarter, I'm probably going to be live betting this game myself. I am not interested in watching it. I'm happy I'm going over to Eric's house. I'm happy to see you guys in person for our second consecutive weekend. But, man, I am not looking forward to this game. I am not looking to see all these people throwing hosannas at Patrick Mahomes and saying he's the greatest thing since sliced bread. Wolf, he's not. Sean, I, going back to your point earlier about the schedule for Philly, I mean, the, the, uh, the Chiefs, the AFC was loaded this year. So they, they've been playing tough teams. Uh, for the majority of the season, 
the Eagles, obviously, you know. I think they, they played Dallas, and Dallas scored 40 on them. They did. And that was the game that Minshew was a quarterback for that one. But, like, just in, in the playoffs, obviously, they beat the Niners that had a third-string quarterback that couldn't throw the ball because his elbow was, was all messed up. They did beat the – and then I'm just looking at, like, the second half of the season. They beat the Giants three times, you know, and, and one of those times is when the Giants were sitting all their starters in the final week of the regular season. So if you want to, if you want to say that the, the Giants wins were good wins, I could give that to you, but I think we all know that that team, well, we didn't know at the time because we were all on the Giants in, in that game against Philly in the playoffs. But going back, uh, other than the Giants, the Eagles have not defeated a playoff team since the Dallas Cowboys back on October 16th. They won that game 26 to 17. Uh, also earlier in the year, they beat the Jags by eight and they, they beat the Vikings by 17. But I think we all knew the Vikings were a fraud. Uh, mm. They just totally, you know, the fluky record with their point differential. So I think you're right, Sean. I mean, it's been months since Philly has, uh, you know, faced or beaten a really good team. And so the, the Chiefs are on a different level. I think we really, we've been, most people have said the top three teams in the NFL we're in the AFC and that the Eagles were clearly, clearly the class of the NFC uh, during the regular season when Hertz uh, was at, or when Hertz was healthy. But at this point, I mean, I, sometimes with the Super Bowl, with these two weeks, you can go back and forth and think about so many different things. Your mind can change time. You, know, you can change your mind a bunch of times. I'm just not going to overthink this. I thought the Chiefs were better than the Eagles most of the season. And I'm just going to bet on the Chiefs. I'm going to I'm going to join you guys for a one star play. Instead of the three star on the money line, it's plus 105 for me right now. Um, I don't have a, a strong take on that, but just I want to I want to have a rooting interest in the game. And I just think I, if you if you tell me I have to root against Patrick Mahomes for three and a half hours, that's going to be a miserable experience. So I'm just going to put one unit on it. But uh, I, I want the Chiefs. When you play this thing out, like every scenario you can think about, you think about the Chiefs are going to score, right? They're not going to stop Mahomes. They're not going to limit an Andy Reid Mahomes offense to 13 points. I'm, they're just not going to unless Mahomes gets knocked out of the game. But when you think about it, is there a way that the Eagles only score 13? Yes. So that's when I'm breaking this thing down myself. I think a lot of things can go wrong for the Eagles. I just don't – I you could you beat Mahomes and Andy Reid 27-24? Sure. But you're not going to beat them on a low-scoring game. Sean, what do you – sorry if I'm putting you on the spot on this, Sean, but the, the Chiefs' offensive line, I, I don't really – I'm no expert on how good they are, but I just know in that Super Bowl against the Bucs uh, during the COVID year, I think it was – name is Eric Fisher, I think, their left tackle, got hurt in the AFC title game. Mahomes is running for his life the entire game against the Bucs. They lost by a score of 31-9. to nine. So Patrick Mahomes' offense in the Super Bowl was held to nine points. Do you have any idea? And again, I'm sorry if I'm putting you on the spot. Do you have any idea like that how the Chiefs offensive line matches up against the Eagles defensive line? Well, the Chiefs are actually the worst team on third down this season. They're not very physical. Um, they run a lot of motion. They use Mahomes' legs to create, you know, opportunity. But that was a weird Super Bowl because Andy Reid's son, a few days before the Super Bowl, killed someone. Fisher was out. Um, you know. That was a weird situation. I I think everyone felt like that. I know I was hammering Tampa Bay as soon as that news came out about that accident. Um, you just can't really think that that guy's head was in the game. Um, so it's going to be the typical Andy Reid offense. They're going to 
they're going to use motion. They're going to do little quick passes at the line, get Mahomes running to slow down that rush, you know. So that's kind of how they do it. It's kind of like uh, what Green Bay does with their offensive line. We're not physical at third and one. I hate it. I hate it. I think I hate that. But we don't have Andy Reid's play calling. You know, he comes up with all these gadget plays, a little pitch here, a little this, a little that. Um, so it's not a great matchup on paper, but the way the Chiefs play it, it can be. Looking at the other side of the ball. Now, if, uh, they, get, if they can pin them back and the Eagles are up, 17 or 13 and they, they got to force Kansas city to play four wide receiver sets. Then you get into problems, but that's yeah. every team. You know, when you get them out of their system, the other team's going to usually win. I remember telling you guys, I think the day of the, the conference championship games, I said, whatever the Super Bowl matchup is, I'm going to bet the team that's going to win in the trenches. And it's one thing that has me nervous about this Kansas city bet is the Eagles offensive line has just been fantastic. This season. who they played, you know, that's right, right. That, and that, that is like this great equalizer that, yeah. That, and that's kind of been the, the tiebreaker for me where I'm, I'm going to go with the chiefs. But I just saw this stat on the action network. Uh, there are 83 offensive linemen in the league this year that have played 600 or more snaps, uh, pass blocking snaps this season. 19 of those 83 linemen have allowed one sack or fewer. Four of those 19 were Eagles offensive linemen. So I think, I think I see, I hear what you're saying though, because they, the Eagles are able to dictate pace and dictate tempo against most teams. I don't know if they can do that this time, but man, if, if, if those stats hold up and the chiefs are not getting to Hertz, I think the Eagles have real, real, real good shot to win this game. Also with that stat, Hertz can run. Um, yeah. So when he gets pressure in his face, he takes off. He's not going to get sacked. So, um, yeah, Lane Johnson's dealing with an injury, and he's going to need off-season surgery for his hamstring. So I, I heard that thing's kind of hanging off already, but he's going to game it, you know. Um, so that's that's something to look out for um, with Frank Clark getting pressure. Um, I, I just think that – I think the Chiefs are going to sell out to stop the run. They're going to line up. They're going to bump the Eagles receivers. They're going to say, hey – Hurts, you're going to beat us. They're going to show it right off the line. You know, that's what Spags is going to play. Beat us downfield with your arm. Let's see if you can do it. And I, I think that's the way a game's going to go. And I I just think Mahomes is going to pull this one out. I definitely don't think the game's going to go like that at all. Um, I think that Hurts has done enough over the season to be able to show that he, he can have the deep pass. So I think they're going to play a cover one type defense. They're going to stack the box, but they'll yeah, still but have the safety over the top. Yeah, but he did against the Niners. The Niners were stacking the box and stopping the run early, and Hertz was missing all those downfield throws. Uh, he hit the one on fourth and three, but he missed a couple wide open guys down the field that should have been seven or I mean six, you know, and he missed them all day. That shoulder, it don't look right. Anything else on the side in this game, guys, in terms of the matchup of who you think is going to win or why they're going to win? Or I have a take on the total if you want to hear my take on the total. You said uh, plus one and a half is plus 105. Uh, the money line is plus 105 for the Chiefs currently to win the game. You guys got it at plus 110, you know, yeah. last week. Yeah. Um, looking at the total. So obviously, you know, a lot of talk. This has been a season of unders in the NFL. Like I think that the best season of unders in about the last 20 years. And we talked about our good old buddy, Carl Sheffers. It's going to be the referee in this ballgame. 
Tito, I know you're you're a fan of Carl Shepherds. For oh, no, I'm not. You know I'm not a fan of Carl Shepherds. I never once said I'm a fan of Carl Shepherds. This guy's got it out for the Chiefs. This guy makes flags every five minutes, every five seconds. It's all about him. Terrible referee. I don't know what the NFL was thinking. I'm getting him to be the referee of this matchup. What a terrible take. What a terrible call. NFL should be ashamed of themselves. I wish I knew how to go back and edit videos myself. Shut your mouth. Go shut your fucking mouth. You had a bit. I guarantee I am 100% confident. Shut your mouth. You have no nothing. I'll mute you again. You know nothing. I was about to say I'm about to get potted down. All right, another conflicting take from Tito. Go back in the archives. And surprise! <laughs> this guy's off the rails. But here's here's the Carl Sheffers nugget that I saw last night when taking a look at things to talk about on the show today for this game. The under is 11-1 and one in Carl Sheffers 12 playoff games in his career, Jesus. going under the total by an average of 13 points per game. This game is going under two-star play. Yeah, I like that. We'll take, but I'm going to take, I like but I'm going to take. I, I feel like this could be a 28-13 win for the Chiefs, something like that, maybe 28-17. Um, I do have a couple plays. I, I, I'm going to play the under five and a half sacks, minus 115. I think the way Hurts can run, I think Mahomes' ankle is going to be all right. Give me the under five and a half sacks for the game. Um. Uh, for one star, the no touchback. Did I already put that on record? Yep. All right. I'll, I'll recap everything. Yeah, I'll you want to go back on it tomorrow? I'll and recap then, everything tomorrow. Over two and half, over two and a half players to attempt a pass. Uh, minus one twenty five. We're gonna go with a one star play on that as well. That's a fun one. Yeah. Those are pretty good odds too. Minus one twenty five. I think that's 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 pretty good. Yeah. I mean, one one injury and we're hitting it. You guys have any take on the total? You don't have to give out your picks now necessarily, but uh, just where are you leaning when it comes to the total? I'm leaning up there as well, but I'm not going to make it an official play. I got enough out there. You're stat you're stat about Carl Shepherds and eleven and one under hitting, and it being the season of unders has got me nervous. I I I tend to think maybe we get the over now. I don't know. That's just the skeptic to me thinking maybe they'll adjust for some somehow. I don't know how, but. I heard today also uh, Juju is going to play, um, and he also has in his contract, if they win the Super Bowl, he gets a million-dollar bonus. So this guy's going to be out there giving everything he's got. Well, and then also, did you guys see on Radio Row, I guess somebody was interviewing Sirachi and asked them asked him if it was a must-win game. I mean, what the hell are we doing? This is the fucking Super Bowl. I mean, that, I could be a, that would literally be like a question that, like, me as a fanboy, Tito, <laughs> I did well, Sirachi. Hey, is this a – what the fuck are we doing? I did see where someone asked him, what player would you let date your daughter? And he said, my daughter's five years old. Oh, oh. Yeah, th this is the state of the media. Yeah, it's bad. People want attention. That's what it is, you know. Oh, they they just don't even know how old his daughter is. That's just not good journal. Come on. Don't say journal. <laughs> you got time to say journalist. <laughs> All right. Well, let's, let's get to more of our picks here in just a second. Uh, but before we get there, a reminder, if you want to get involved with the show, uh, you can be our fan of the week where we'll have one fan on the show with us every Friday. It's going to be B. Fishman tomorrow going heads up with Tito on the UFC. 
Also talking some Super Bowls. So looking forward to breaking it down with B. Fishman. He ain't showing up. What a fraud. He won't be here. He'll be busy. He texted me and said he'll be here, and he said he's looking at the main fight card, Keo. Good. Good. I'm looking at everything. I got things lined up all every which way, baby. He's going to be scared shitless after he's done with me. Uh, we got beef. So he was shaking and baking you when he was like six. This fucking guy. See? <laughs> I got scared every which way. Well, beef Fishman, I'm really looking forward to that tomorrow on the show. So if you want to be our next fan of the week, uh, the, on a week from tomorrow, just subscribe to our YouTube channel and then post a comment on one of our videos saying you want to be our fan of the week and why. We'll choose one person each week, and then that person will come on the show on Friday. Spend some time with us. Uh, choose one of us to go up against with three picks. And if our fan of the week beats the host, they will win a prize. This week, it is a $10 gift card. So, again, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Post a comment saying you want to be our fan of the week and why. And you can join us here on the show on an upcoming Friday. All right, guys, let's get to the picks. Sean, you have the honor. Before we get into that, um, I do want to tell Tito um, – you remember that play that Aaron Rodgers rolled out to his left and he hit Jared Cook in that Dallas game, in the playoff game down the sideline? You guys remember yeah. that? Oh, yeah. Never remember forget that. That pass? Yeah. Me and you perfected that on Sedan <laughs> on the sidewalk. You remember that? He still always had his roll out over there. Oh, man. Absolutely. I mean, I was the tight end, baby. I was the big old tight end, and Sean had that, had that sling, gunslinger-type motion that we loved from Brett Favre, and, man, we would play that over on the on the field over on Sedan all day long. They couldn't, couldn't stop it, it, baby. Couldn't defend that. No, couldn't defend it. Man, uh, that, I wish I would have known you guys before, like <laughs> when you were even a little bit younger. I think that that would have been some good times. Uh, but just speaking of good times, Sean's having a lot of them here since we kicked off this show. I, you know, Tito's just been an absolute madman. But Sean is just like, I'm just going to cruise along. I'm going to have my four and two nights like I did last night. So you haven't had a lot of real real swings in the negative. We just cranking out, you know, 60 to 65% nights. Uh, last night it was four and two. It was plus $380 uh, for the month. You are 14 and 15, but you're up a hundred bucks. So the staking has been huge for you. The overall, again, just outstanding 46 and 36 plus $1,460. The place you just gave out on the show today, uh, both one stars under five and a half sacks at minus 115. That's for the game. Both teams combined. Yeah, um, and then over two and a half players uh, to attempt to pass in the game, minus one twenty-five. You you have a few other props you've released uh, earlier on, uh, but um, in previous shows. But I'll recap all those tomorrow in the final show. So, uh, Sean, uh, do you have any other plays to to give out today? Yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, one more prop uh, for the Super Bowl: a score in the first six and a half minutes. Yes, plus one ten. We're gonna do a one star play on that. What's your logic on that? I know that's kind of contrarian play. Usually, you know, people say it's the slow start to the Super Bowl, that kind of thing. I just like the plus money there. Um, I think if Mahomes gets the ball first, he's going to go down and score. You know, I was thinking about that today, actually, because, um, you know, there's been a lot of first quarter unders or even scoreless first quarters in the Super Bowl. I know that's a trend that a lot of people pay attention to. And I thought the same thing as you, what you mentioned right there. If the Chiefs get the ball first, I think you feel a lot better about that play than if the, the Eagles get the ball first. Cause you know, yeah. like there's going to be nerves for them. There's no doubt about it. But Mahomes, this is what his third Super Bowl in four years. So uh, if, right. the Chiefs, if the Chiefs get the ball first, I think that play looks real good. Yeah. And I was looking at that score, no first seven minutes and a lot of books have caught on to that. Um, so that's not really an option to backdoor that 
and kind of protect myself in that 30-second window. But uh, let's get to tonight. Uh, we're going to take San Francisco plus 14 tonight. Uh, Eric must be on that one as well. And we're just going to go with special. We're going to go with a uh, one-star play on that. We're going to go with UAB for a one-star play plus two and a half. We're going to go with LA Tech plus one and a half. Minus 115, though. Okay. You're an honest man. I appreciate that. Uh, that's the three plays I got. It's not LA Tech. It's Louisiana Tech, you fool. God, yeah, goodness. I ain't got time to pronounce all these things. Jesus. Is it Louisiana? It's not LA. It's not Los Angeles Tech. It's, it's Louisiana, Louisiana Tech. When you Is look at Louis- it, here, it's you, when you're a degenerate, you can't spend enough time. You got to say journos, and you can't say, you got to say LA. You can't say Louisiana. My goodness. I'm not a degenerate because I win, baby. I win. These plays you're going to lose. I'll tell you that right now, Daddy. My Let's real see. bankroll is growing, boy. Real. Yeah, I can tell you're, you're growing wow. with confidence right now. Was that a one-star play on the Louisiana Tech, Sean? Yeah, I'm only going to have three one-star plays. Tonight, unless Tito comes with something and I want to sharpshoot him. I was going to say, Tito, now it's your chance to start sharpshoot going up next. Again, one and one last night, but you won your three-star play on Bobby Huggins in the West Virginia. I mean, it was awesome, baby. Bobby Huggins sitting over there on the sideline talking about everything in Cincinnati days with Nick Van Exel and Kelvin Cato and Daddy. It was awesome last night. What a great performance by Tito. Well, probably feels good to be back in the green after having some juice out situations the last couple nights. You won 80 bucks last night. Uh, you were eight and six on the month and in first place at plus $570. And overall, you continue to lead the charge here at 24 and 15. Trying to try and get over that 3,000 mark tonight, Tito. You're plus $2,960. So, where are you at with your action tonight, sir? It's definitely going to happen this tonight, baby. I'll tell you that right now. And a little bit of a tease. Well, I don't have any CYC action for this weekend yet, but you know, maybe we'll have that for B Fishman tomorrow. Um, we're only a couple of weeks away, guys, from Elimination Chamber in the WWE, another premium live event. I got some hot action coming at you, boys. It's gonna be great. Um, but for uh, for tonight, I got some prop plays too that I'm gonna I, w- I want to release all over your boy chest. But we'll do tonight first. Um, we're gonna take St. Mary's, the Gales, baby, in the West Coast Conference with the Zags, and they're playing Leola. And so I'm not really going to make a, a play on the game itself, but we're going to go with the over. The over is 127 and a half. That's a three-star play. Both teams like to shoot it. The Gale has got me a little nervous with their defense, and I'm not sure if Loyola can score enough, but I like the Gales. I like them to dominate. I like them to put it on Loyola. If, if, if it's a close game, I think it's going to go over easily. If it's not a close game, I'm hoping that the Gales can uh, light it up from uh, the three-point land. You say over over 127? Over 127 and a half, Daddy. That's a three-star play. And so I'll let you contemplate that. If you want to come over the top, come over the top, Daddy. But my uh, my Super Bowl prop plays, these are all two-star plays. These are all going to hit. I don't know why I'm not doing three stars, but that's okay. Two-star plays. Philly, the coach is really nervous. He's going to make the first coach's challenge. That's a plus 100 on uh, on DraftKings, Eric. He's going to – and then guess what? The first coach's challenge is not going to be successful. Plus 110. 
It's not going to go well. And so Philly's going to have the first coach's challenge, and it's not going to be successful. He's going to be shitting his pants even more than he already has. And I to, sorry to cut you off. I want to be clear on that one. So is that the is that the first challenge for either team? It's, yeah, so, so okay. the Philly is – it says Philly to make the first coach's challenge. That's plus 100. Right. That's a two-star play. And then the next one is the first coach's challenge to be successful. So it's not necessarily Philly, but – in, okay. in my guesstimation, it's going to be Philly because they're going to have the first coach's challenge, and that's a no. It's not going to be successful. He's going to have too much shit going on, and he's going to say – he's going to challenge that. It's going to say no. That's plus 110. I like that. I, I like your logic there. I do think th- there's got to be nerves early on for Philly. I, there's just got to be. It's just human nature. Yeah, absolutely. And Carl Shuffers is a terrible referee, and so he's going to make a – he's going to blow a call, and then they're going to, they're going to challenge it, whatever. Anyway, another prop play. Any player score three plus rushing touchdowns or receiving touchdowns. We're hitting that one. That's a yes. Plus four fifty. I think I think Kelsey's gonna have a monster game. I think he's gonna score like eight touchdowns. You said rushing touchdowns? <laughs> rushing or receiving, Daddy. Over three may- or over three or three? Three. Three plus it says. It says at least three, three plus. So at least three. If it's not Kelsey, again. Unfortunately, the fraud Mahomes, he might score three touchdowns and then cement his legacy as the greatest quarterback of all time because Tom Brady just retired. And when that happens, I'll be in Eric's toilet. Is that for passing touchdowns? Or rushing. No, no, just rushing or receiving. Hurts or Mahomes would have to run three in in order for that bet to count. But I actually I can I, see Mahomes running three in too. I can totally see that happening. I like I, the, do think, I like the value. I think Kelsey's the most likely one. I don't think plus four plus four fifty. I don't think that's enough value personally. I think Kelsey's the the most likely one to to get that done. Maybe even Miles Sanders. You know, if they get if they get it down, uh, I think they're going to be feeding him the rock. I know I got a I got a play on him for uh, to be the leading rusher in the game at plus one seventy five. So I, I like that play. Plus, I mean, hey Tito, you're killing him, man. I I'm not going to sit here and make fun of you, but like, I could see Jalen Hurts running through him. But I just feel like plus four fifty. I would have thought that would have been like plus nine hundred or something, something like that. I don't know. Go on those, Tito. Sorry about that. That's okay. What? I got one final play, and I lied. This next one's a one-star play. I like Clyde Edwards-Helaire to score an anytime touchdown, plus five hundred. I haven't I even noticed. I, I think they're going to be up big, and Edwards-Helaire is going to be doing the mop-up duty, and he's going to get one at the at the end of the game. Has he even gotten on the field lately? I just, I, I'm not. He's I'm been not hurt, saying. Daddy. He's been he hurt. He was activated. Yeah. Uh, so they. So he's not going to be a, a very focused player on the team, but they're going to be up huge. They're going to be up like 38 to nothing. He's going to get in there at the end and. Hardman was, got put on the IL and then they added. Right. Hilaire. They added Clyde. Okay. All right. All right, Tito. I, I think it's going to be a, a very fun experience watching this game with you boys on Sunday night. Do you, do you have anything else or is that all you got? That's all I got, Daddy. Wait for B. Fishman. He's going to be a fraud. He's going to say, I'm too busy. He's not going to be here tomorrow, so I'll have some UFC takes for you guys. And what's the bet? I have to be under minus 130, 120. What is it? 120. What does that even mean? I just need to find bets that are minus 120 or less? Yes. Yeah. So if something is minus 125 or minus 130, you cannot take that. Or, or so, I, so I couldn't do like a Brock Lesnar – like, like, or I can't, I can't do like a Roman Reigns type play for WWE. Okay, that we can't do that anymore, anyway. Okay, all right. 
we're laying down the law with that one. So yeah, take a look. If you want to use some higher, higher, um, you know, price plays and, and use them as a parlay, like I do with my three team money line parlays in college basketball, uh, you can do that. You can price. I have no idea what a parlay is, and I'm just going to stick straight with the game with the matches itself, Daddy. Don't even you don't even need to describe it to me. I think uh, maybe like minus three fifty is good for money line on the show. For the show, yeah, but for the sake of the competition with B Fishman, yeah, minus, minus one twenty or less, minus one twenty less, it, it or doesn't. plus, yeah, or plus money, yeah, and it doesn't have to be UFC. It could be a college basketball game, NBA, NHL, what have you, soccer. This guy wants to be a fraud and talk about my UFC picks. Come at me, B Fishman. I'll have three UFC picks for your asshole that are all main card too, Daddy. All right, looking forward to that. Uh, I am back. Don't be calling me daddy after everything. I'm sorry, Eric. Go ahead. That's fine. I was about to say I'm back where I belong at the bottom here. Uh, three and five last night. Had a great start to the to the day. Feeling really good. And then I lost the last four plays of the night. That sucked. So three and five yesterday, uh, down 170 bucks for the day. Story just continues to be for me. It, the higher stake plays, I'm just losing more than I'm winning. Uh, so February uh, 20 and 17. Solid percentage, but I'm I'm down 150 bucks for the month. That's last place for the month. Uh, so so Sean is up into second place for the month after one day at the bottom. Overall, 57%, 42 and 32. I'm in the positive, plus 234. I'll take that. That's where I want to be. But I wish it was a little, just a little bit higher. Uh, I do have three picks in college hoops tonight. All one stars. I got Purdue minus eight against Iowa. I think they're going to blow them out. Purdue played well against Indiana the other night, even though they got beat. I think I was way overrated, especially on the road. Uh, Bellerman plus 14 and a half at Liberty. Huge matchup tonight with Bellerman and Liberty. I'm on the dog. And uh, Sean, I also had picked out San Francisco plus 14 against the Zags. Give me Bella for one star play. Oh, my God. Your star shouldn't even the other star. What a fraud this guy is. Get him out of here. Put him down. I'm riding with him. All right, Bellerman. I got to find that at ESPN Plus or something tonight. Uh, Super Bowl bets. I'm going to return the favor with you, Sean. You hop on with one with me. I'm going to hop on one with you. I've been looking for that uh, over two and a half players to make a pass bet, and I guess I wasn't looking hard enough. Uh, you said minus 125. I'm in. Yeah. I'll, I'll take that for one star. That If that play hits on Sunday night, we're going to be cheering and high-fiving. Yeah. Not, yeah. I will hop on with you uh, on that one. Uh, I mentioned earlier, I'm going to take the Chiefs money line, one star play. Uh, it's plus 105 on DraftKings. Uh, the under, I really, really like. I almost made it three star, but like, I just, I don't want that, that stress while I'm watching the Super Bowl. So two star play on on DraftKings under 51 in the Super Bowl. Come on, Carl Sheffers, baby, don't let me down, Carl Sheffers, don't let me down. Uh, and three more quick props. Uh, Jalen Hurts first rush attempt. I'm going to take under four and a half yards, minus 112 on FanDuel. Second one, you guys might hate this one. Will the team that scores the last win the game? I'm going yes at minus 210 on DraftKings for a two-star play. And I know that's a lot of juice. I, I can tell you don't like that, Sean. Would, did you know this is hit in 17 consecutive Super Bowls? The team that has scored last has won the game. So the implied odds of minus 210 is 68%. I got to believe the chance of this hitting are higher than 68% if it's gotten home 17 straight times. So you want to sharpshoot me on this one? It's, it's, no, no. I think it's due to go the opposite way. I, I think, you know what, this could be a flaw in my handicapping that I, I tend to go look at a lot of trends 
And I see I lost the one yesterday. Manchester United won 13 straight home games. They're playing a shitty team and they, they didn't get it home for me. They, they had a draw. So I don't know. I, I I'm going to be pissed on this one because I'm laying two stars on this. So I'm laying 420 bucks to win 200. But you give me a trend and it makes sense too. You score last, you're probably getting more points than the other team hit 17 times in a row. I'm going to take it, man. That if, if the Eagles get a garbage, I feel like the, the logic behind this, I feel like in garbage time in the Super Bowl, you're not worried about covering the spread. If you know you're going to lose, you're not really trying to, you know, come back right. and make it respectable. So that, and that's, that's what ran across my head to, to make that a two-star play. Uh, and right it. with you, buddy. Right with you. Absolutely. And it's going to be Clyde, Clyde Edward Teller who's going to get in at the end. So we're going to be rooting hard at the very end of the game. Make sure that Kansas City scores that last touchdown, daddy. All right. I like to hear that. And then Tito, you're going to like this last one. Will Mahomes throw an interception? Yes. Yeah. Minus 105 on DraftKings for a one-star he, he threw four in his last two Super Bowls. That's yeah. correct. He threw two picks in each of the Super Bowls. Uh, so even if they win, I think there's a real good chance that, that he throws a pick. Um, so I'm taking that for. I'm going. I'm going opposite. I'm on the Mahomes train. Mahomes train. Give me uh, no interceptions. What a I, fraud he is. He's gonna fuck everybody. Not Tito. Come on, Mahomes. I'm going over the top. Two star play. I kind of agree with Tito here. Um, I think he's gonna right the ship on not throwing the interceptions. I think he's gonna win the MVP, of the Super Bowl. This guy's the best player on the planet. What what is the odds on that for yes? I'm trying to find it. So stall, hot take, do something. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing, right? I got so many prop plays for you guys. I came over the top on the touchback play that you guys were all over with that phony football take of you, Sean. Mahomes, he's gonna be a he's you're doing exactly what I said everyone in the media is gonna do. Oh, Mahomes, greatest quarterback of all time. Tom Brady just retired. Oh, he's the best now. This guy is a fraud. He's terrible. Get out of here with all this love for Mahomes. You don't like his antics, but yet all you do is re- is is talk about how great he is. What a fraud you are with these Mahomes takes. So I found it, Tito. Uh, under uh, no interception for Mahomes is minus one twenty-five on DraftKings. Yeah, one star play. You said two, and now you're saying three one. stars. Three stars. <laughs> two star play. Two star play. Was it sorry? Minus one twenty-five. Put writing notes, listen to the damn show, and you'll hear on we are hot takes are, Daddy. I'm not jumping on. No, don't jump on it, Daddy. It's not a good play, but Tito loves the action. Going against you, Eric. All right. All right. Looking forward to that. A lot of good action today. Uh, I'm sure I'm going to try and find a few more props for tomorrow. Uh, I, I got to do some research on this Chris Stapleton guy and see 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 what a national anthem length could potentially be. If he's playing guitar, I don't know if that helps the under or the over. You know, what like, is, do, what, what's the what's the what? When does it start? As soon as it, it's announced, or as soon as he hits one key, or what? Uh, what's the play on that? Well, my understanding of the way that the national anthem bet works is when from the first noise he makes with his mouth, the first word, the old, oh, use that. That's what starts, and when the brave ends, and then you, you really got you really got to sweat when you have one of these amazing female singers that's holding out that brave and you're like oh my god i used to actually i might i might just pass on this and yeah, uh i used to, when i was more of a, i was a degenerate with just betting just stupid the national anthem bet would cause so much anxiety with me <laughs> like during these two minutes i'm like oh my god i'm like looking at my clock i'm like what does that mean it's going under or over as you how is it pacing it it, it, it wouldn't it just give me so much anxiety I, I might stay away from it but everything i've been hearing and reading 
there's been a ton of value on the unders lately and money's money, right? So if there's value, I feel obligated to take it. So I'm going to be looking at some more props like that tonight. Boy, I, I really like to go against you on this over under, but uh, this opened at 129 and a half and it's all the way down to 120, 127 and a half. So I feel like the, I'm nervous about it. It's a three-star play for me, but man, I think the Gales have to really perform tonight. I think they're going to have to shoot yeah. well from uh, outside the outside of the three-point line. I'm going to take the under one twenty-seven and a half for a one-star play. Sean wants that first place. He, he's chipping away at it. It's going to take a while, but well, you're coming after it, aren't you? I'm going to get there eventually. All right, Tito. Any last words before I wrap it up? No, sir, man. It was a great show, man. We, I think, I think we had a lot of fun today. It was a lot of Tito time. Tito with some hot takes early on. Tito with some hot takes in the middle. Tito with some hot takes here at the end. Stalling for Eric to find the play for, for Tito. We had a lot of Tito talk. So more Tito talk coming at you tomorrow with the UFC. Next week, more Tito talk with WWE Elimination Chamber a couple weeks away. Man, I feel great. I'm in a better room now. I want to know at, uh, before practice tonight if you're interested in a little 1v1, first one to two. Give the boys a little action. See what This guy doesn't want none of this smoke. Bring it on, hot smoke. LSWD coming, going to deliver the TKO to you. You want some 1v1? You bring it on, daddy. Show up. I'll be there at 530 getting everything set up. So you come on on, bring it with your hot smoke, bull crap, whatever you want to call it, daddy. Might have the kid take a video and we can post that on there when I'm dunking on you, boy. There ain't going to be no dunking on nobody. You can't even reach the net. Shorty Mike Shorts. Got more height than you do with my ups. Wow. I thought you were going to say something else, but man. <laughs> take the okay. video. I need I need to see this. If your child can can take a, take a video, I would like to see this. This so. guy's taking videos of me left and right. He loves watching Tito, Coach. He loves watching Tito. He's sending you Snapchats. He's sending you pictures. Eric, you must see me in action. You got to come to one of our games and see how I hold these kids accountable. I show it the right way, Daddy. <laughs> All right, well, looking forward to that. Let's go, Bellarmine. Let's go, San Francisco. That's going to wrap up the show for today. Uh, please hit that like button on your way out and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Also post a comment on our videos so we can chat with you there and hit that notification bell too so you can get our videos as soon as we post them. You can also follow us on Twitter at Gambling Dads. That's where I track all of our plays and our records. And just remember, guys, uh, we want to grow this thing. So please, we appreciate your support. Share that show. Share this show with your friends and your family. And we'll continue to be here for you guys each and every weekday. And tomorrow, Be Fishing will be here going heads up with Tito. So for yeah. Sean, for Tito, I'm Eric. This has been Domesticated Gamblers. Thanks for watching, guys. We will see you tomorrow. And let's all cash besides Tito.